Wicket's World on ESPN Des Moines is presented by BetUS. Call 1-800-79-BETUS or go to BetUS.com. Enter code KRNT to get the biggest bonuses in the industry. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Happy Friday. We have a very short show today because uh, baseball's new wild card format is here. And we have got so much baseball for you here on ESPN Des Moines here on 1021 FM and 1350. Uh, As soon as I'm done here at 1230, so 30 minutes from right now, we will hand it off to ESPN Radio's coverage of the Cards and Phillies in Game 1. After that, it's Mariners and Blue Jays in Game 1. Then it's Padres-Mets Game 1. Tomorrow, after Drake football early, we've got all three games, Mariners-Jays, Padres-Mets, Cards-Phillies. And then if the games are necessary on Sunday after Dolphins and Jets, all four Game 3s will be here on ESPN Des Moines. If you like live sports, and especially live sports that matter, We have got you all weekend here on ESPN Des Moines. Speaking of games that matter. All right. So I'm going to get to it's It's happy bash Russell Wilson day to everyone and a very special happy bash Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett day to you too. And if you're watching on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page or you're listening to us here in Des Moines, it's a big day. It's when we all decide that Russell Wilson is cooked and Nathaniel Hackett has no idea what he's doing. Speaking of not having any idea what they're doing, uh, you listen to this show maybe every week. Maybe you catch it. Maybe it's your first time. And during the week, we run promos, being, you know, you want to promote the show. Like, hey, this is some of our best stuff. We want you to hear what his takes are, what his thoughts are. Kira, can you fire up the promo we have running right now about uh, what I think is going to happen? This was from uh, before the season. What's going to happen in the AFC West? Did you miss Wicket's World? To the West, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, toughest division in football. All these teams are good. There's no wrong. I think the Raiders finished last. Everybody's buying the Chargers hype right now. I'm going to ride the Broncos. I think the Chiefs will finish second and the Chargers third and then the Raiders. But I have no idea. This division is basically whose quarterback can stay healthy. All right. Okay. I need to take this time. There are five big fan bases here in the Des Moines area. There are Vikings fans, there are Bears fans, there are Cowboys fans, there are Packers fans, and there are Chiefs fans. And I want to talk to Chiefs fan right now. I need to publicly apologize for that promo. We spent time making those horrible predictions. I am sorry to doubt the Kansas City Chiefs. I am sorry to doubt Andy Reid. I am sorry to doubt Patrick Mahomes. It has nothing to do with the departure of Tyreek Hill. I just bought into all of the hype that Russell Wilson was the missing piece, that Nathaniel Hackett and all the experience he had in Green Bay and that good off, great offense he was a part of in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and all of that was going to translate. That Hackett and Russ were going to go in. They got Judy. They got Sutton. I know that one of the other receivers got hurt, Tim Patrick. They got the running game and Javante Williams and... And he got hurt, unfortunately, plus Mel Gordon, that defense, that's a championship-caliber defense. Dear Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Kingdom, 
I'm sorry. I was wrong. It is still the Chiefs division. I usually don't like to overreact after week one or week two, but here we are now. I've seen five games out of the Denver Broncos. I've seen five games out of Russell Wilson, and I've seen five games out of Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. And that, a head coach doesn't, listen, you got to basically just make the right common sense, sensible decision for the situation, all right? And Hackett's the offensive guy. And I thought he's good. He he worked with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Five games in, not only is that offense one of the worst in the National Football League under his leadership, but Nathaniel Hackett is also making boneheaded decisions like the 63-yarder in week one when they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. And then there was last night in one of, I don't want to say it's the worst football game I've ever watched in my life, but it's one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. 12-9 in overtime. 12-9 in overtime. I hope you had one of the two kickers. All right. Kira, our producer, you had one of the two kickers. Good. I did not. I hope you didn't start Russell Wilson last night. And I really hope you didn't start Matt Ryan last night. And I don't have much to say on the Colts. The Colts aren't really the story. You know the game was bad when the winning team isn't the story. And it's not even close. Like, no one's talking about Matt Ryan and the Colts. It's all about Russ. And it should be all about Russ and Nathaniel Hackett and how outclassed Nathaniel Hackett appears to already be in the National Football League. Some guys are just coordinators. Some coordinators can become real good, great championship-level coaches. I'm not 100% sure I know what uh, Nathaniel Hackett did in Green Bay. I'm not going to claim to have been in meetings. I'm not going to claim to have been, you know, on any Zoom calls with Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett going over plays and designing things. But so far... And last night would have been a perfect example. He does not look like the guy for the job. Now, they're not going to fire him here in October. He may only get a year, especially if they keep doing stupid stuff like this. Like, at the end of regulation, it was 9-6. All right? There were 2-19 to play, and the Broncos were up by three. And it was third and four from the Indianapolis 13. What would you, what was this, What would be the smart thing to do here? Try to get a first down but don't turn the ball over because you're still in great field goal range. And if you go up six, I don't know if you've noticed, Matt Ryan and the Colts couldn't score a touchdown in that game either. All right? They suck too. But what did they do? Threw the ball in the end zone. Intercepted. Even even if you missed the field goal, even if you missed the field goal, the Colts would still have to go 50-some yards against your defense. But if you make the field goal, and McManus is a good kicker, if you make the field goal, then the Colts have to score six points, which they were very unable to do in one shot. And then, after the overtime starts, because, of course, the the INT leads to a game-tying field goal, 9-9, going into overtime. Indianapolis scores the first points. The Broncos had a chance to go down the field and score. Now, here's the final play. I'm just going to read it out in the final drive before we, we get to this final boneheaded decision by Russell Wilson, who I believe just may be cooked. Wilson hits Gordon for a 24-yard gain, all right, over the middle. Then Wilson 
deep right, 37 yards, Jerry Judy. First and 10 at the Indianapolis 14. Remember, they're down to uh, 12-9 at this point. Melvin Gordon, three yards off right tackle. Second and seven, down to the Indy 11. Melvin Gordon, left side, five yards. Third and two. Gordon goes off the left guard for a yard. It's fourth and one. It's fourth and one. A tie is better than a loss, especially when you get to tie breakers at the end of the year. A tie is better than a loss. All right? They line up in, they line up under center. They put Russell Wilson under center and then call timeout. At least under center, the defense doesn't know what you're going to do. They call timeout. Indy calls timeout. Denver calls timeout. And they come back with Russ in the gun. Now, most people look at that and say they're passing, which is exactly what they did. Wilson throws over the middle, and it's incomplete. Surveys, good protection, slides, fires, broken up in the end zone. Gilmore on Sutton. And if you haven't seen it, Al Michaels on Amazon Prime last night. If you haven't seen the the video, K.J. Hamler was wide open, slanting across the right side. But Russ was so locked on Cortland Sutton. And this has happened so far a couple of times in key situations for Denver where there are wide open wide receivers. And Russ doesn't see him. This is Russell Wilson, arguably one of the three or four best quarterbacks of the last, uh, what, 15 years, 10 years. You know, people complain, oh, Russ has never got a, an MVP vote. Well, he's not going to get one this year, I can tell you that. So Russ completely misses Hamler, who's wa- wide open. And if you've watched the video on Twitter, on social media, he grabs his helmet and slams it down. He even said after the game, I could have walked into the end zone. And he's right. He was absolutely wide open. So then the, the you know final score, 12-9. Colts over the Broncos. Here's Russell Wilson and what he thought on that final play. We had uh, a good play call on. He went to, went to Cortland there. The guy made a good play. We were ready, I was ready to move around if I needed to. You know, we came up with a big fourth and two earlier in the, in the, you know, the, the drive before, the two drives before. You know, so we, we went for it. Um, we didn't want to end in a tie. You know, we wanted to try to win the game. You know, and uh, that was our that was our mentality. I don't think it was. I, don't, I think coach made a good call. I think we got to find. You know, I got to find a way to make a play, um, whatever it takes. And um, and uh, the thing about the thing about um, you know close games and this and that is uh, you, you know it comes down to finding a way. And, and we found a way before, and, and this time we didn't. We had a really good drive in overtime. Uh, they went down and kicked the field goal, or whatever. We got the ball. We drove all the way down quickly. Um, that's how I think our offense should, should look. You know, quite often. Um, we were able to get, you know, make plays and do our thing. Guys did a good job blocking up that last drive, and um, they, they made a good play. But you didn't make a good play. Russell Wilson, who we all think is a very smart quarterback, or at least has been a smart quarterback, didn't make the smart play. Missed a wide-open receiver to his right, slanting in. Does Russ not have that read, or was the play, guys, line up, I'm going to Sutton regardless? Because it was a bad play. Here's glorified offensive coordinator and Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett on that last play. We wanted to win the game. We hadn't moved the ball very well the whole night, and I thought we had a spectacular drive to get all the way down there. Uh, it ended up being fourth and one and uh, got the go to go for it and thought that was a good decision, wanted to put the ball in Russell's hands and call, uh, called a play that we know that, that he really likes, and it didn't work out. It was one of those things. The timeout before it was to kind of get a feel for what they were doing. 
and so the run didn't look as good as we had hoped it would have and gave it gave us a chance with Russell and, and that's all you can ask for in that situation to win the game all right so stop me if you've heard this one close game inside the five you have a run game that has been working pretty well you're able to especially at that point of the game you're able to push the Colts defensive line you need a short amount of yardage you need one yard for a first down. It's fourth and one inside the five. Stop me if you've heard this before, but Russell Wilson decided to throw. Does that sound familiar? You remember the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? Well, more like five years ago or six years ago, whatever it was. Wilson on the one. Marshawn Lynch just needed to basically belly flop into the end zone and the Seahawks beat the Patriots. No, the Deion Butler game. Well, you know who else remembers that? Richard Sherman, who was standing on the sideline and the famous look when Russell Wilson threw that interception is it's burned into my brain. Well, he was on the NFL network coverage last night and needless to say, he brought up a few memories on the final play. You got to run the ball again. Like, I, I mean, I wish I had Marshawn up here, like one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. What? What? Run the ball. Hey, CT He's triggered. All he has He's to triggered. do is run the football like <laughs> necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God dang it, run the dang ball. Like learn well, from I, your mistakes. I don't. Can somebody fill me in? What is he yeah. referring to? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Have you been in this situation before? Run I, the I, ball. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I don't need. You know, the the famous rant that he had with Aaron Andrews about the Legion of Boom. So I was like, dude, chill out. But he's right. You didn't need to win the game at that moment. And whether that was a play call from Hackett, it was a play call from Hackett to put Russ in the gun. So before the timeout, if they if, if Indy doesn't call the timeout, does Denver run the ball? Because Russ was under center. You needed to get a yard. You have Melvin Gordon. You had Mike Boone who could fall forward for a yard. Heck, Russ could fall forward for a yard. Get a first down, reassess, in overtime, they were moving the ball. They didn't need, at the end of regulation, they didn't need to go for the knockout blow. At the end of the overtime, they didn't need to go for the knockout blow. That's bad decision-making. Whether that's the head coach or the quarterback, it's both. Because uh, Russell is still the guy who's got to pull the trigger on firing to Cortland Sutton when Hamler's wide open on the right side. One of those two or both screwed up and this is another bad decision out of Nathaniel Hackett and his brilliant offense from Green Bay is one of the three worst in the National Football League which I didn't think was possible with those weapons and this quarterback and his experience there's some more thoughts on this coming up including how cringy is Russell Wilson we'll discuss next Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Wicket's World on ESPN Des Moines is presented by BetUS. Call 1-800-79-BETUS or go to BetUS.com. Enter code KRNT to get the biggest bonuses in the industry. All he has to do is run the football. Like, <laughs> necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God dang it, run the dang ball. Like, learn from I, your mistakes. I don't, can somebody fill me in? You know, when I was editing that cut earlier, the play here, 
I almost got a little worried that Richard Sherman was going to drop some language that we <laughs> weren't allowed to use. Uh, it's Wicket's World. Hello. Thanks for checking us out here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. I'm Mike Wicket. Uh, we have got, I've never said this before. We got Cardinals baseball coming up at 1230. Cards and Phillies in wild card game one. Kira, you're happy. Woo! Cardinals fan over there. We Let's got more, go. more of the wild card all weekend. The enti- like almost the entire wild card we've got for you. Mariners and Jays, Padres and Mets, that's later today. And then we've got a slew of games Saturday and, if necessary, on Sunday. Of course, Drake football against the San Diego Toreros. That's tomorrow at uh, 1230. Then Chuck Reed will have the play-by-play at 1. And we've got Dolphins and Jets on Sunday. And then nonstop baseball as the MLB playoffs continue. Um, So we're continuing the conversation. Happy Bash Russell Wilson Day because that is what everyone is doing today either bashing Russ or they're bashing Nathaniel Hackett. I think both deserve both deserve some equal criticism. Now, I'm going to play number seven here real quick. So Kyle Brandt, if you haven't heard this, Kyle Brandt, you know, the thing about Russ, and I, I know that I've got some, some friends that are listening to us that are streaming us in Wisconsin who loved what Russ did when he was a Wisconsin Badger. And when he would leave Wisconsin, when every interview it was – Thank you, on Wisconsin. And then whatever they say in Seahawks, let's go Hawks, or whatever they say, every interview would end with that. He ends every interview now with, let's ride. Broncos, let's ride. Or Bronco country, let's ride. And it's cringy. Like, can you play that short one that I have? Right, This was at the end of the press conference yesterday after losing 12-9. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> It's just so lame and cheesy. And I've never, I'm not a fan of Russell Wilson, mostly because of what he did, the voodoo magic he had in Seattle over the Packers, that 2014 NFC Championship game when he pulled all the rabbits out of all of the hats to win that football game. Still not over it. It's fine. But he's always had this persona of fake, right? You don't, you look at Russell Wilson and you're like, I, this, it doesn't, he just seems so cringy. And and cheesy when he talks, Kyle Brandt over on uh, and at the NFL Network. Well, he let him have it this morning. This is going places really fast. The last play is meaningful, not in just that it was KJ Hamler or not that he missed. It's the reaction afterwards from Hamler. It's spiking the helmets. It's that I, I don't know. I don't know when Russell Wilson turned into Mitch Trubisky. But uh, I wish he would turn into Geno Smith so they could win a game. <laughs> okay? Because Geno makes that play 10 times out of 10. And then afterwards, you know, they got a fourth and one. They want to go for it. I and mean, look at that. That is a teammate that is on national television that is at home. Afterwards, it's just perfect. They, they pass when maybe they should have run. I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this league. I think Russell Wilson is a poser. And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And when you make the $245 million, you either got to be a really great guy with the locker room who loves you, or you got to be an amazing player. Brady, who makes half of what Russell's making, is both. Rodgers, MVP. Patrick Mahomes, both. Allen, people love him. He's amazing. Kyler, we'll find out. Russell Wilson, first of all, the NFL, the Broncos fan base has no history with him. They have no allegiance to him. This is not a Seahawks thing that they drafted him, they grew up with him, he's their guy. None of that. You know, I, got, I work the, the NFL honors. I work the red carpet. Kelsey comes by. Rodgers comes by. Russell Wilson shows up with his sunglasses and his wife, and they, I think they think they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they will literally put their hand up and say, no, we're not talking. Why? 
It, because you think you're that cool and you're that famous and you're that amazing and everything is so perfect, that does not work in a locker room unless you are really good or really, really good guy. It just doesn't work. 245 million bucks, that can come unraveled fast. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're missing throws like that and you're putting up nine points in a nationally televised game. Um, look out. This could come off the rails. It could. $245 million for Russell Wilson. And I didn't think I would ever say this, especially five games into the season. He's the worst starting quarterback in the division. I mean, Derek Carr's not having a great year. Herbert's been up and down. He did have the, the rib injury. But I have a lot of faith in him. And, of course, Mahomes is great. And I've already apologized to Chiefs Kingdom for my horrendous selection of the Broncos to win the AFC West, and I'm sorry about that. But Russ looks cooked. Russ looks like there's something missing when you watch Russell Wilson play this year. He doesn't see the field. He's making bad reads. He almost looks like he's forcing everything, and everything is, is, is a step late, like on that last play or the interception he threw prior to that or the interception he threw prior to that yesterday. It's like the ball is just slightly behind of where these receivers have to be. And I've always said an NFL season is a work in progress, so maybe in the coming three, four weeks, the timing gets better between he and Judy and Cortland Sutton and, and maybe K.J. Hamler. But Russell Wilson signing that $245 million deal a couple of weeks ago, it may wind up being the worst contract in the National Football League. And I can't believe I'm saying that about someone that everybody believed just had to get out of Seattle to have success in the National Football League. Because he's been great. He's been great with an old stodgy coach. He's been great with a run-first uh, offense. He's been great when he has got a great defense. And he's been great, well, well kind of great, when he had a terrible defense. And I thought he was going to go to Denver and he was going to thrive in this offense. And he has been bad. And don't let these inflated stats of 274 passing yards yesterday uh, make you think he had a good day. Like 70 of them came on the final drive. Or the last two drives. And he was, at one point in the third quarter, he had 70 passing yards or 69 passing yards. Like, Russell Wilson looks cooked. Now, I believe he has, I, I want to believe that Russell Wilson has the ability to get better. Because after the game yesterday, and this is going to be number four, after the game yesterday, he basically put it all on himself. It's very simple. I think at the end of the day, um, I got to be better. I got to play better. This team, you know, this defense played their, their butts off tonight. Um, we had some key good drives. We moved the ball, you know, in, in the red zone. We just we didn't get to capitalize on some of them. There's some plays there, here and there, that we can that we can capitalize on. You know, we were third and long again too too much. That's always tough on offense, you know, and everything else when you're third and 15, third and 17, this and that. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. You know, I let the team down tonight. And uh, but the good thing is, one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. And, uh, you know, I, I always believe in myself, always believe in this team, uh, believe in what we can do, um, believe what I can do. I, uh, I think I've heard that before out of Russ. I think I heard that out of Russ in week one. I think I've heard that from Russell Wilson. I, I need to see it to believe it. Because right now, they're only, I mean, they're, what are they, two and two? They're two and three, sorry, two and three. The Colts are two, two and one. Two, two and one looks better than two and three. So let's say the Colts and the and the Broncos tie in the standings. 
because Denver didn't want to take the tie because Denver wanted to go because Russell and Nathaniel Hackett or one of the two, I don't know, decided they were going to go for the knockout punch in overtime. They just lost that tiebreaker as opposed to whatever the next one is and the next one is. Then you know how sometimes it gets really silly and it goes down to the sixth tiebreaker? Divisional games on Monday nights during leap years before the sun sets. You know, the weird tiebreakers. But I don't know if this... I. This doesn't look like a playoff team at all. This actually looks like a team. And I have to go back and look at the exact trade for uh, for Russell Wilson. See if I can pull that up. But the deal that they made with Seattle, sending all those picks, boy, those picks are going to look great, aren't they? Unless something changes. And they just lost their, their, their best running back in Javante Williams. But unless something changes dramatically, you're looking at a team that still has to play its entire division. You're looking at a team that's got six losses still, at least. Maybe seven, maybe eight losses. This might only be a six-win team. They might go six and 11. The offense doesn't look good. They just lost the big cog in Javante Williams. Russell Wilson looks like he is absolutely cooked. Meanwhile, Mahomes and company without Tyreek Hill, thriving. At times... The Chargers have looked really good. They also got beat by the Jaguars. Maybe the Jags are the surprise team in the NFL. Now, I, don't know how, I don't know how good the Raiders are right now because Lord knows they were the last 0-3 team in the entire league. But that $245 million contract, as bad as I think Kyler Murray's deal is, and we don't know about Kyler Murray yet. Let's see what happens when they get DeAndre Hopkins back in a week after his suspension. But 245 for Russ might be the worst contract in the NFL. I cannot believe that I am saying that. That is absolutely mind-blowing that I'd be saying that about Russell Wilson. So, uh, real quick, I want to get to this Tom Brady cut. Have you heard about Tom Brady? Have you heard what Brady said? So, Tom Brady, Brady's going through a lot, all right? And if Tom Brady and Giselle are actually getting divorced, that sucks. I never want to see marriages break up. There's kids involved. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Brady brought, may have brought this upon himself by unretiring because she wants him to stop playing football. So Tom Brady was asked about all the parity in the NFL because we have a lot of two and two teams. Tom, in all your years, there's even more parity now. There's a lot of teams that are two and two. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. You know, <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. I don't disagree with them. I mean, there's parity. There's bad football and I think part of it has to do with the rules from the National Football League finally starting to play themselves out about what you can and can't do in the preseason the hitting you're not allowed to do and also the fact that now we're down to three preseason games nobody plays in the preseason it takes three and I've said this a thousand times skipping record if you listen to the show it takes a while for teams to look right there's some, there's some bad-looking teams in the NFL right now. And as we get into October, I think we're going to see better football. Like, the product improves the entire year for most teams. But I would agree with Brady. There's some bad football. We just saw the worst football game maybe I've ever watched in my entire life last night. And you know what was great about watching that game on Prime and being on Twitter? The community of people trashing the quality of play together. And they sucked me in. I was like, man, I should go to bed at halftime. And it was 9-6. I'm like, I should go to bed. It's going to overtime. My wife, Lee's like, why are you watching this? I'm like, 
because it's football. Because I'm addicted to it. And I was already that far into the train wreck. I had to see it through. <laughs> Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. We've got Cardinals baseball coming your way. All MLB wild card the rest of the day here on ESPN Des Moines. Have a great weekend.